bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up onto this program, Pan Gongsheng, long-time banking official, appointed as new governor of China's central bank. And China maps out priorities for supervision of capital market in the second half. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's top legislature on Tuesday appointed Pan Gongsheng, former deputy governor of China's Central Bank of the People's Bank of China and a long-time banking official, as the new governor of the PBOC at a crucial time as the central bank is expected to take policy steps to boost economic growth amid downward pressure. Pan 60 was appointed by the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress yesterday, replacing Yi Gang, who has reached the official retirement age of 65 at minister-level officials, according to state media. Pan had only been named party secretary of the central bank earlier in July, putting him in one of the two top slots at the bank. Pan's appointment also makes him the first person to take over both posts since Zhou Xiaotran in 2018, potentially streamlining decision-making at the very top. Pan, with his extensive experience in the financial sector, has previously worked at various financial institutions, including the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China and the Agricultural Bank of China. He became a deputy governor of the PBOC in June 2012, and later in December 2015, he assumed the role of the party secretary of the State Administration of Foreign Exchange. During his tenure as deputy governor of the PBOC, Pan frequently provided authoritative responses on topics of public concern, such as the exchange rate of the Chinese yuan, financial openness, monetary policies, and real estate. Pan has a doctorate in economics from Roaming University. He was a visiting scholar at Cambridge University from 1997 to 1998, and he studied at the Harvard Kennedy School in 2011. Some analysts expect that his decades at the forefront of the country's monetary issues has given him the experience needed to tackle China's most pressing financial issues. The International Monetary Fund on Tuesday raised its 2023 global growth estimate slightly given resilient economic activity in the first quarter, but warned that persistent challenges were dampening the medium-term outlook. The global lender said it now projected global real GDP growth of 3% in 2023, up 0.2 percentage point from its April forecast, but left its outlook for 2024 unchanged, also at 3%. The 2023 to 24 growth forecast remains weak by historical standards, well below the annual average of 3.8% seen in 2000 to 2019, largely due to weaker manufacturing in advanced economies, and it could stay at that level for years, according to the newly released World Economic Outlook report. For China, the forecast has remained constant since January, growing at 5.2% in 2023 and then 4.5% next year. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future Hong Kong Aerospace Technology has opened the city's first satellite manufacturing centre, which would enable the firm to reduce manufacturing costs by more than 20%, thanks to the city's low corporate income tax and fast cargo clearance. 
as Space Hong Kong Satellite Manufacturing Center at the Hong Kong Science Park, which covers a site area of approximately 200,000 square feet, is able to produce more than 200 commercial satellites annually for communication, navigation, remote sensing and carbon emissions detection, according to the satellite maker on Tuesday. 940-foot refrigerator containers from Guangzhou to Zhenjiang were shipped away from Zhenjiang Port Railway recently and scheduled to arrive in Chongqing before being delivered to Moscow, Russia on Friday, according to the Guangdong Transport Department on Tuesday. The successful departure of the train marks the opening of a new Guangzhou-Zhenjiang-Chongqing Sea Rail Intermodal Freight Line and a new Zhenjiang-Chongqing-Moscow non-stop China-Europe freight route. So far, Zhenjiang has operated a total of 33 Sea Rail Intermodal train lines and opened four China-Europe freight train lines. Next on industry and company news, investment in non-Foxo energy rose 60.9% year-on-year during the first half of 2023, accounting for 88.6% of total power investment in the country, the China Electricity Council said on Tuesday. Key surface enterprises completed investment of 331.9 billion yuan in the power sector during the first six months of the year, an increase of 53.8% year-on-year, with that of non-fossil energy power generation reaching 294 billion yuan, up 60.9% year-on-year. In 2023, the country's install capacity is expected to exceed 300 million kilowatts for the first time in history, driven by the rapid development of new energy power generation, the report predicts. Business magazine Fortune released its latest China 500 companies list on Tuesday, with the total revenue and profit of the 500 companies hitting 15 trillion US dollars and 717.1 billion US dollars in 2022. State Grid received $530 billion in revenue, taking the first spot in the Fortune China 500 list followed by China National Petroleum and Sinopec Group with the revenue at 483 billion and 471.15 billion US dollars. The metal product industry has 56 companies in the ranking, thereby claiming the largest number of companies on the list. The top three profitable companies are Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, China Construction Bank and Agricultural Bank of China, with profit at $53.59 billion, $48.15 billion and $38.52 billion respectively. Andong Health, a healthcare electronic manufacturer, has the highest net profit rate of 60.92% among the 500 companies. Leading Chinese lithium battery material supplier Huayou Colbat unveiled plans to invest a total of 400 billion US dollars to expand its nickel production capacity in Indonesia. Huayou's unit, Huayou International Mining Hong Kong, will spend 200 million US dollars to buy assets of Perlux, thus acquiring a 50.1% stake in Andalan metal industry an Indonesian nickel ore processing company that operates a plant with an annual output of 150,000 tons of ferrin nickel materials, the firm announced yesterday. Kuaiyo International Mining would also form a nickel ore deep processing joint venture in Indonesia through a new unit in Singapore with two newly established local companies. 
Huayo said in a separate statement yesterday. Huayo International Mining will indirectly hold a 49% stake in the JV, with an investment of 200 million US dollars to build a nickel sulfate production plant on Indonesia's Halmahera Island, with an annual production capacity equal to 50,000 tons of metallic nickel. China will significantly raise the retail prices of gasoline and diesel starting Thursday, with the price of gasoline and diesel going up by 275 yuan and 260 yuan per ton, respectively, said DNDRC, the country's top economic planner today. After a third hike in a row that becomes effective midnight Wednesday, car owners will have to pay an extra 11 yuan to fill up a 50-liter tank. Earnings Reports Express. Chinese battery giant Cattle on Tuesday reported a 154% growth in net profit for the first half of the year. Net profit came in at 20.72 billion yuan versus a revised profit of 8.17 billion yuan from a year earlier, according to the company's filing. Revenue grew by 68% year-on-year to 189.2 billion yuan as its overseas business underwent fast expansion. Cattle's battery revenue in market outside China increased by nearly twofold to 65.7 billion yuan, faster than the 46% growth seen in domestic markets. The battery giant also extended its lead in the global EV battery market as its share increased to 36.3% in the first five months compared with 34.6% a year ago, according to data from SNE Research. 27 Asia-listed chipmakers have predicted losses or decline in profit for the first six months among the 34 firms that have released their first half earning forecasts as of Tuesday mainly due to weak global demand. Among the eight manufacturers to predict a loss for the first time, Tongfu Microelectronics estimated a loss between 178 million and 198 million yuan during the period, while Zealand Micro predicted 50.4 million yuan in the red. Leading semiconductor assembly company HT Tech suffered the biggest light in profit, down as much as 90% to only 50 million yuan. And a couple of other leading manufacturers also saw their first half earnings drop by over 50%. Switching gears financial news. China's top securities regulator held a symposium from Monday to Tuesday, mapping out priorities for supervision of the capital market in the second half of the year. It concluded that it will implement comprehensive measures from the investment, financing and trading perspectives to further stimulate the vitality of the capital markets. The priorities of the China Securities Regulatory Commission in the second half will be keeping the normalization of initial public offerings and refinancing reasonable, improving the capital market's institutional system for risk prevention, warning and handling, maintaining the smooth operation of the capital market, and supporting private firms to achieve high-quality development through the capital markets, the CSRC said in a statement released late yesterday. Moreover, efforts will be made to improve the institutional mechanism supporting premium tech companies and to advance the implementation of publicly offered real estate investment trust projects for the consumption of infrastructure and others, the CSRC noted. 
the Guangzhou branch of Industrial Bank is reportedly giving one-year interest rate coupons for customers with existing home mortgages in response to a recent proposal of China's central bank that lenders can renegotiate the terms on housing loans with customers. Commercial banks and other kinds of lenders are encouraged to amend contracts with borrowers through voluntary negotiations or to replace the existing loans with new ones of lower rates. Zhou Lan, head of the Department of Monetary Policy at the PBOC, said on July 14. However, most banks in Guangdong province, including six largest state-owned lenders and dozens of major joint-stock banks in the region, have yet to respond to the BBOC's suggestion of rate adjustment, per the report late yesterday. And wrapping up with a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks retreated on Wednesday, the day after a broad rally, as investors turned their attention to the U.S.'s interest rates decision later in the day. The benchmark Shanghai Composite slid 0.3%, and the Shenzhen component fell 0.5%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index also dipped 0.4%, while the Tech Index lost 0.9%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.